solo mente. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, to another week of Locked On Texans. As always, I'm your host, Texans reporter for ESPN Houston and USA Today, Texans Wire, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24, along with my partner in crime. John, some sports guy, Hickman. Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Texans, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto, none other than Rock Auto. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Cody, for the first episode of the week, what do we have on today's rundown? But I'll tell you what we have on today's rundown. Julio Jones is now a Tennessee Titan. What does that mean for the Houston Texans? Also, we're going to look at how did every other team in the division get better when it seems like the Houston Texans skipped their train and has gotten worse with the absence of Deshaun Watson And last but not least, we're going to close out today's show with looking at the fractured relationship between the Texans and the fan base. But first, Julio Jones, what does that mean for the AFC South, which includes your Houston Texans? Cody, go ahead and get to talking about what's going on with this, with the uh, division now. Well, I'm pretty sure you listeners know by now that on Sunday, the Tennessee Titans acquired Julio Jones and a 23rd six-round pick from the Atlanta Falcons in exchange for a 2022 second-round pick and a 2023 fourth-round pick. And, John, listeners, I don't know how you guys feel about this trade, but I believe that this trade makes them by far the best team in the AFC South. Now, normally we do not talk about a trade that involves a whole another organization, but we're going to switch things up a little bit because we have to at least talk about it just a little bit because the Texans, the Titans, they all share the same division. And with this blockbuster trade taking place in the AFC South, the number one question here on Locked On Texans, what does that mean for your Houston Texans? And John, I'm going to put this as nice as possible. Not a damn thing and i say that because the championship window that has just cracked a little bit more open for the titans the texans should use this as a time frame for their rebuild here in the city of houston and i say that because by the time this titans core runs its course the texans should be back to at least a playoff caliber team which means that they should be in a position where they can dethrone the tennessee titans as the new threat in the air AFC South because let's break this down the average time for a team's rebuilding project if everything goes right is somewhere between three to four years and when you take a look at this Tennessee Titans team I do not see this organization having a longer championship window beyond the next three years because when you think about it in the next three seasons this Titan team should be on their way to declining. You take a look at Derrick Henry. You have to take into consideration the lifespan of a running back. And not only that, at that time, he's going to be 31 years old. You take a look at the guy that they just acquired, Julio Jones. 
I think we can all agree that he is no longer in the prime of his career. And plus, in the next two to three years, he's going to be 35 years old. And then you take a look at Ryan Tannehill. Look, let me be the first one to say that I do believe Tannehill is better than what a lot of people is giving him credit for. But in the next three years, he's going to be 36 years old. And I don't see him in a position where he is going to age gracefully as a quarterback like we've seen with Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. The list can go on and on. Plus, if the Titans do not win a championship this year or next, unless they can get their hands on a disgruntled quarterback, nine times out of ten, this is going to be an organization we see move on from Tannehill for a younger quarterback. And at that point, it's going to be a little bit too late because the weapons around him, like Derrick Henry, like Julio Jones, are going to be a little bit older. Plus, possibly, and of course in Julio Jones' case, going to be in the downside of their career. However, when you take a look at the Houston Texans side of things, look, this is an organization who in the next three to four years could have multiple players who are going to be in consideration to be the best players at their position. You take a look at Nico Collins, Brevin Jordan, Davis Mills. If everything goes right with their development, with their progression, you are talking about players who could easily be towards the top of their position. Good point, because when the Texans were, you know, when they came around in the league, Indianapolis had their run on the AFC South division, and it had been for a very long time. So, like, Peyton Manning and his window, they were legit contenders every year. We don't see that happening with the Tennessee Titans. They have a very small window, and after that window, you look at the Jacksonville Jaguars, who you may think will be the immediate threat with Trevor Lawrence in the next couple of years. But with Houston and the pieces that they will acquire – uh, we, we assume they're going to have a top three to five pick next year. We assume that the cap situation will be better. We assume a lot of these things will happen in Houston's favor. So they do have a time frame to actually, you know, get themselves together in a sense and reclaim the AFC South in the next couple of years where you're going to have some young quarterbacks. Um, well, you're going to have a young quarterback in Trevor Lawrence who's going to be looking to make his stake. And you're going to have the Colts who, you know, has your number and the Tennessee Titans who you're always competitive with. You have this time to get better. Great point. I do think Julio does mean something to the Texans because, you know, just jokingly saying, but not jokingly saying, you still got to play that man two times a year. And Bradley Roby, Terrence Mitchell, Terrence Brooks, Justin Reed, Lonnie Johnson, uh, I can go on and on. The defensive backfield needs to be ready to be able to cover A.J. Brown and Julio Jones, because they had problems with A.J. Brown and Corey Davis. Corey Davis is a very great number two in this league. Now you got two legit number one receivers with an offense that will still bruise you down, wear you down, and then they'll be able to take their big shots with their play action. So it doesn't mean much for Houston in the long run, but the immediate impact of having to play Julio Jones twice a year for the next couple of years this is still a team that has problems with their defensive backfield, and we're going to see how much better they got uh, from last year to this year, specifically in the two times they played Julio and A.J. Brown. Let's just have a little quick football chatter. To open up this segment, I called the Tennessee Titans the best team in the AFC South. And after this trade, you take a look at the weapons that they have. I know it's still early, but on paper, this is the second best team in the AFC only behind the Kansas City Chiefs.
In the AFC? I don't see no other team because just look at at least offensively, let's say this, because you take a look at Derrick Henry, who just rushed for over 2,000 rushing yards. A.J. Brown just recorded 1,000 receiving yards. And, of course, Julio Jones did have the worst year of his career last year. Majority of that was due to injuries. However, if this guy can stay healthy, playing with multiple offensive weapons like Brown, like Henry, you're looking at a situation where we could see prime Julio Jones at least for one or two more seasons playing with this team. I could I could possibly say is I got to account for Baltimore, but and that's because of Baltimore's defensive presence. But the Lamar Jackson doesn't have the weapons like this, though, which has been their downfall over the last two years, if we keep it honest. Well, I mean, I could I could definitely see going into this next season, I can see Tennessee, Buffalo, Ravens, Chiefs as the top four teams in the AFC next year. I can definitely see that. So also I look at the Browns, you know, put them at five. Uh, but, I mean, uh, you know, they will be top three in the AFC. I, I can almost guarantee you that. The odds from Julio going to certain teams, you could have bet $10 and made you close to $500, depending on what team you would have selected Julio Jones to go to, which is that's great, you know. That's extra cash in your pockets. With betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Get the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, the NHL, and your UFC MMA action. Could have made some money if Logan Paul knocked out Floyd Mayweather, but we knew that wasn't going to happen. However, we don't want you to sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game or the boxing ring. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline is your online sportsbook expert. When you go, don't forget to use promo code Locked on again, promo code locked on L O C K E D O N. Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen of the Locked On Texans podcast. You know, having the discussion of what Julio means for the Tennessee Titans over the next two to three years. You know, one thing that we both said was after that, we will look for Trevor Lawrence to start his run. The youngest quarterback in the division now, who was drafted by the Jacksonville Jaguars. And and honestly, it got me thinking how the Jaguars got better this offseason. The Colts got better this offseason, adding Julio Jones. And I think what the Tennessee Titans did in the draft, they got better in the offseason. You know, and Houston did get better at, in, in the offseason at certain positions and even with the coaching staff and with GM change. I mean, you, you get rid of Bill O'Brien, you got better. But I don't think they were the team that got significantly better. Uh, from the previous year, and I think they are the lesser team that got better. Like, everybody got better. You can make the case Houston does and will miss Deshaun Watson. No doubt about it. And him not on your roster for this upcoming season, you do get drastically worse, I believe. But you still got better at certain positions. Houston just didn't get as better as Tennessee did with the Jaguars or the Colts. And that is not concerning. It's not alerting at all. You know, Houston is not a, a player-friendly team right now. But does it have any significance that they are the lesser of the four teams in the division as far as who got better um, at what positions or just total overall as a team? 
No, it doesn't mean anything because once again, given the situation that's going on with Deshaun, and even if they would have had Deshaun this year, we would still not be looking at a team who would be projected to make a run for a championship title. And when I take a look at every single move that other teams made around the AFC South, of course, you take a look at Tennessee. We just finished talking about Julio. And you take a look at the Jacksonville Jaguars who added Trevor Lawrence. I'm not going to say that they made a significant upgrade yes i know we are all expecting big things from trevor lawrence but john you know me i'm a guy who's going to wait for the returns before i say the texans or the jacksonville jaguars as a matter of fact had a better offseason than the texans because irvin myers we are expecting big things for him as a head coach but Outside of accepting the job to take over the Jaguars, he has made a couple questionable moves as head coach as of right now, whether that be bringing in Tim Tebow, a guy who hasn't played in an NFL game in nearly a decade, or bringing in a coach who had a very questionable background to be a part of his coaching staff. Urban Myers has done some questionable things right now, to say the least. So I think it's fair to say, at least by mid-season, we can go back to this conversation and evaluate whether or not the Texans had a better offseason than the Jaguars. However, what I do want to mention is, yes, the Indianapolis Colts did have a better offseason than the Texans. However, John... I don't think they got that much better from where they were last year. Yes, I understand they did add Carson Wentz, but I've never been a believer in Wentz. He's injury prone, and not only that, I don't think he moved the needle from where they were last year with Phillip Rivers. Because when you take a look at what Indianapolis did last year, they went 11-5 and and they got bounced out in the first round. I would not be surprised if they repeat that same success again in 2021. Yeah, but even if they repeat that same success, you know, they would still be better than Houston. And I, and I think I think Carson Wentz is actually... He's going to be playing with Quentin Nelson as his left tackle of a very good defense. And overall, you know, a healthy run game, a healthy team. I think Carson Wentz will actually succeed in Indy uh, for the coach. Uh, you know, but it really does come down to, you know, when you lose Deshaun Watson, Will Fuller, J.J. Watt, like you're going to be drastically worse at major positions and at the major position, the most major position. So you're not going to be as good as you could have been with those guys here. And, and like I said, like, like if we look at the Tennessee Titans, we are undeniably saying they got better with Julio Jones. You make the case that Trevor Lawrence in the draft and how they handle free agency, the Jaguars got much better. Same for the Colts. Houston just has a lot of problems right now with so much uncertainty that it's okay to admit and say like, you know, you guys got better, but you're not the better team of the, of the four who got better throughout the offseason. That is how it looks right now for the Houston Texans. I was talking to uh, B. Scott of the B Block podcast, and I was telling him how important it is for uh, preseason this year. Because Houston has to see like if they truly got better or did they just add interchangeable guys and we'll get the same result from last year. I want to tell you guys about Bill Bar with nine delicious flavors, including coconut, raspberry, mint brownie. You know, this is where you need to be heading for a very good, healthy, yet great tasting protein bar full of chocolate, 100% chocolate, 
17 grams of protein, 130 calories, four grams of sugar, only four grams net carbs. Go to BillBar.com and use promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BillBar.com. Again, that is L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off at BillBar.com. With every increasing number of makes like Fiat, Kia, and models like Pacifica and XT5, it is now impossible to stock all of your parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidated questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing only the brand his warehouse happens to carry? Come on, guys, we can do better than that. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at your home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your car is to save money that you can use for other important things like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50 or even 100 percent more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? For example, the Delphi FG 1456 fuel pump assembly for a 2005 through 2010 Honda Odyssey cost $353. $99 at Advance, a big chain store. But it only costs $216.79 at rockauto.com. Chain stores have a different price tiering for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. Rockauto.com prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices available rather than the changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and it does not require a membership or account login. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Do You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, how high is the Titan ceiling with Julio Jones. Get more of the sports news you need with less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Didn't mean for this to turn out to a Titan show, but the move this monumental does affect the landscape of this division. So once again, Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. No need to apologize, John, because if you think about it, this is still kind of Houston's original team. We could be locked on Houston Oilers. I see how you tried to flip it and make it into <laughs> something that. It could be, you know, and it, I'm pretty it sure. It could not have been. This organization would be in a totally different state with their fan base. According to Jerome Solomon of the Houston Chronicle, he said that he was on the waiting list to buy season tickets and the list had a little bit over 12,000 people. And by the time season tickets went on sale, he was first in line. And unfortunately, he rejected the idea to buy season tickets for this upcoming season. He also heard from dozens of other season ticket holders in the past who have elected not to renew their season tickets because they cannot stomach the Texans losing as much as they're going to 
next season. John, I wanted to close out this Tuesday installment of Locked On Texans with this with, with this topic because I think we all need to come to the realization that there is a fracture relationship between the Texans and their fan base. And yes, I know in Jerome Solomon's report, he credited the expected 0-17 season that the Texans are likely going to go on however john when i take a look at this fracture relationship between this organization and their fans this is deeper than wins and losses this goes into everything that has been going on with this organization over the past let's say 17 to 24 months and i know we talk about it here a lot on locked on texans but especially the last 17 months when you go back and take a look at this team was up what was it? 24 nothing on the eventual Super Bowl champions. And to see how everything has fallen apart since then, especially considering that this is a this is a fan base that is on the verge of losing their franchise quarterback, a quarterback that they waited, what, 16 years to get the Texans in the midst of rebuilding the talent on field. They're going to have to do a lot to earn the trust and rebuild the relationship with their fan base. Because, yes, even if they do have somewhat of a successful season, let's say they go, I don't know, 6-11, th- there is still a, a possibility that a number of this fan base is still going to be not so happy with everything that has went on with this organization. And by the way, I do want to mention that this is an organization who has sold out of every single home game since their inaugural season in 2002. Yeah, Houston just got to go on a um, not apology tour, just doing the right thing type of tour, you know, making sure fans feel wanted, making sure above all those season ticket holders feel wanted and respected. Um, and, and, And you know what? A year, I mentioned this not too long ago. I'm not going to say much about this topic, but a year of no football, fans eventually are going to want to go to some tailgates. They're going to want to barbecue. They're going to want to have some fun. You got vaccinated. You can go out and do your thing without having masks and all of these, you know, restrictions as it was last year. They're going to want to do it. Do I think games will be completely sold out? I've said before, not, not necessarily, but the arena, the stadium will still be packed with fans. This city is way too big, man, and especially if those tickets get cheaper. Think about family day. Think about, you know, guys that didn't have the money to go before, but now this it's more affordable or whatever the case is. Season ticket holders have this sense of entitlement, which I understand you are paying a lot of money to this organization to, 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 to sit at the, at the stadium, and you want to see good games. You want to see the good product. Uh, and I get it, but they're not going to be the only people that's going to make up the seats getting filled. Again, I ain't going to say I guarantee, but people will get the fever of wanting to go tailgate, want to get outside. More than more importantly, so you know. But Houston does have to rework on their relationship with this with this uh, with this fan base. No doubt about it. I'm John, some sports guy Hickman. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans and like us on Facebook. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y, D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.
You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.